Welcome to We Talk Soccer, a podcast about two United fans. I'm Caleb. I'm Sasha. And I'm Notch. This week it's a cough followed by an hour straight of just screaming. He coughs! Kill him! <laughs> Ah, the NBA is gone. No more travel to Europe. How am I the only one drinking right now? Right? I mean, you're really embracing the spirit of it. I think Notch and I are still very afraid that alcohol will destroy our immune systems. Also, I mean, it's it's very difficult for the two of us to drink with these hazmat suits that we're both wearing. And I'm wearing a mask inside my hazmat suit, so... (laughs) The sound uh, quality is great. Yeah, yeah. It's very surprising. It was was interesting how I was able to put the mic inside the hazmat suit. Like, that took a little bit of a... Oh, no! (laughs) That just reminds me of an Always Sunny episode where, like, they all have to quarantine. And Charlie has, like, this makeshift, like, beard dispenser into his hazmat suit where you just, like, put the nozzle of the (laughs) bottle in and just get it straight to your mouth. (laughs) We uh at least Tell me more. It, no. <laughs> uh, at, le- at least this is in the Oklahoma City Thunder press room where Rudy Gobert uh han- helpfully touched all the mics on Monday. Like literally he gets up from his press conference, touches all the mics on the table before he leaves and of course now today he's been uh Wednesday he's been diagnosed with the coronavirus. So and part of that tweet was Rudy Gobert diagnosed with coronavirus, but he's feeling fine and was actually feeling strong enough to play today. It's like, no, no. you shouldn't. <laughs> Don't say that. No. <laughs> oh, man. I-, I got a question for you guys based on this, actually. I'm yeah. Nothing if not topical with my existential questions that I throw to you each week. And uh, I wanted to ask you, if you had to name a global pandemic that takes lives after a beer, which beer would you choose? Oh man, Mad Dog 2020. That's, like, <laughs> that's already taken lots of lives, I know. And just be like, oh yeah, Mad Dog 2020 virus is here. Yeah, we, we expected this to happen <laughs> one day. Mad Dog 2020 itis would be uh, confined to like Wuhan, China, where they'd shut it down right away. And like one dorm at UPenn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I would go with uh, like Fulton's 300 because that's how many humans would be left after the Oh, God. <laughs> Mine was fun and jovial. Yours was just straight. Well, sad I, I could have gone for Surly Darkness, which would have been dark. l- a less dark answer. I would I would call it the HIPV, HIPAV, human yeah. Indian pa- <laughs> India Pale Ale virus, because then hopefully we'd just be done with IPAs forever and never have to deal with them again. But would you be But then Surly would go out of business, and that's fine. <laughs> Guys, Surly's oh, overrated. Right. Let's be honest. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It is. We've never discussed wow. this. Wow, this is an episode where all the truths come out because it's our last chance. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, we might never do this. Air podcast your grievances. Again. <laughs> Surly's overrated. Okay, I'll be honest. I was very banger out, but I'm like, I regret that decision. Okay, all right, there we go. I Surly. I'm bad. not strictly hey, Heath out okay. anymore. They're, heath out, not so bad. Not so bad. Uh, heath doesn't heat in. Maybe no, no. Okay, all right, fine. Uh, what what do I have to confess? Nothing. I've lived oh. a perfect life up to this point. As Frank Sinatra After said... After one of our live shows, we told the drifter, but that's not important now, is it? That's, that's <laughs> the limitations of... I'm, I'm just going to say, though, as your um, you know organizer for this podcast, I'm going to say that we can do this podcast from distance next week. If you so wish, you can choose to work from home. See, am I not, like, generous? What was that quote from Gladiator? Uh, I don't... It's been a long time since... I've watched Gladiator. Are, are you Marcus Aurelius in this? Although, Our suffering will give us. Make are us you going to like smother me in a pillow? Like, is that what's going to happen here? No, actually, he if you smothers talk again, him in yeah. his like chest. 
Yeah, yeah right. Coffee, uh, <laughs> I mean, I haven't watched the movie in a while, but I have two weeks, so maybe I will. Yeah, right. Soon, yeah. Two weeks, you Fuck. do nothing. I mean, think about it. I mean, Notch went to Texas. I went to. I also went to Texas. Oregon, and you went to and oh, and California Ma- and Madison. Oh, Madison. As we in California. California? Were you in California? No. Oh, yeah. I thought you were for your parents thing. Why did I was why was I under the impression? Because he told us about he was he was drinking wine like no. several oh. years ago. Yeah, that was three years so, ago. Except my in-laws. What in you? But but if this is all a government conspiracy, maybe they were developing coronavirus several years ago. So maybe he caught it at that time, or maybe he's been in on it at this whole so time. Vain. I mean, it was the liberals in California. Who yeah, started exactly. This all, yeah, it's, it's like mm. the game Clue. It was the liberals in California with coronavirus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, let's move on to talking about our um, favorite sport and our favorite leagues in a segment that we call Bad Guys. Yes, yeah, a segment where we discuss American soccer's bad guys, the two top divisions, MLS and NWSL. This week, NWSL teams sending out their preseason rosters. Um, and the website is a good place to look at those. Uh, we should. We also wanted to give you a little bit of an announcement for our NWSL preseason pod on April 14th. Uh, we're going to have a NWSL reporter who I am still talking to and confirming that she's going to be able to join us, uh, joining us over the phone. Um, we were also going to have a special guest join us in person, but uh, given how things are going in April, I'm not sure how that's going to go, so... We shall see, but uh, we're planning something special for our NWSL preview pod here in a few weeks, uh, just about a month's time from now, and uh, we shall keep you in the loop on that. Um, but hey, let's uh, let's for now move on to the MLS, where we had a bunch of draws to kick off this week, and I don't want to start with that. So can we start off with something else? What was your favorite game this I'm, week, I guess? I mean, my favorite game was also a draw, but if I'm, if I'm not biased, it, it was also a draw. Okay. Right. But if I'm biased, it's the fucking five-two win for Minnesota. All know? right, let, let's do that. We, we, you yeah. know, we used to have this a, as a separate segment that we started the show with. Then we made it a sub segment. But let's let's go into it, right? Let's go into a segment that we call "Some Might Say." In this segment, we talk about Minnesota United and find a few things we might want to mm. say about them. Caleb, guys, we've won by a lot. It's great. Uh, so five two win five two win San Jose earthquakes away at San Jose, um, pouring rain. Yeah. Uh, two goals from Michael Parra, both on corners. Um, a banger by Jan Reduce. Um, a, another header by uh, Luis Amaria. Eight percent down. Luis gonna do it. That was assist for Molina on that one. That was beautiful. If he would have scored the penalty, he would have been twelve percent. But uh, so David Robin Lud got his first MLS goal by cleaning up that rebound. From the Daniel Vader save on the penalty. Um, just an all around you know, like once once a sudden goal was stored, you felt like, oh, this is our day. This is Minnesota's day. They're they're not losing this match. Operative question here, which I think if you hadn't watched this match, you would be asking yourself. Were Minnesota good or were San Jose bad? I think Minnesota were, were good. Like we were great on possession. We we knew how to play the wings. Um, despite the fact that uh, like Molino got that injury, we put Dawson in, and he wasn't—I mean, he wasn't the best, but he—he he had a good shot. Ozzy was like feeling it too. He went for a shot too. So I don't know. We were just on fire. Like we got the two goals, even when we we gave that one back at the PK. We were like, "This isn't us, man. We're gonna show. We're gonna show them. We're gonna dominate." 
I'll be devil's advocate for just a little bit here. Uh, San Jose is bad. Um, the defender who was Martin Ike on the first corner, which he stored, um, also forgot to mark Luis Maria in the box and also took down Ike in the box for the penalty that Luis Maria had saved and Lou converted. So that guy right there is responsible for three goals. Um, they looked very poor in attack. Um, really just another poor fall on the, on the edge of the box by a Minnesota defender for second week in a row by Chase Jasper this time. I think conditions played a little part in it, but he took down Tommy Thompson, a uh, former Wisconsin governor in the box. Luckily, he didn't break a hip at all because he is <laughs> very old. Um, and honestly, a deflection off of uh, Yandre Douche, which if the ball had stayed where it was going, looked like Tyler Miller had covered. San Jose is not a good team. We saw this last year with them. They started off very slowly. You thought maybe after last year's kind of they, – they in the middle of the season, they got really tight-knit and became – a force in the West, and then they fell off again. You thought maybe Matias Almeida had that fixed, but apparently New Faces in doesn't have that fixed. Uh, Florian Youngworth should be starting at center back instead of the guy who basically gave him three goals. And I'll come in in the middle of the two of you, which is that to get two away wins with, is it eight goals scored so far? Eight goals, yes. By five different players is fantastic oh yeah like that this is the kind of thing that the loons couldn't pull off regardless of if they were playing good teams or bad teams or whatever uh in the past this sort of convincing victory at the same time they have played two teams that are uh not exactly the sharpest tools in the west no and so um i I, i'd venture that this is very promising but i'm not going to say that we've we've proved everything so far i will say this for minnesota i kind of Slides off uh, San Jose here, but Minnesota played a really good counterattacking game in the second half right. in Portland. This game had more of the ball, played well with it, didn't have to rely on a team pushing forward and losing people behind them to score goals. Um, there's the worry that on both PKs, the one in Portland and in San Jose, <clears throat> Tyler Miller dove the wrong way. I don't know how much anyone wants uh, to read to that. I'm not really concerned about it. If we're outscoring I'm, teams this much, I'm more like, concerned about the two fouls that led the penalties happening. In non-threatening positions, yeah, that's my concern. I don't. Tyler Miller's gonna, he's gonna save some penalties. It's just a, yeah, guessing Damon homework at that point. Unless you're going up against you, you just slide down the middle every time. Every time, Kevin Molino getting a hamstring strain off the ball in this game, and um, I, he's questionable for the home opener. I wouldn't play him. We have a, I mean, it would be great if we had like a. I don't know, nineteen year old, twenty year old, uh, ten, who is young, a, a, a DP, but like younger, a young DP. If they have those with Everyone's great hair, if they had those, if one of those lying around, I would start from him a instead. country that's like pretty famous for football. Yeah, maybe? yeah, maybe not, not like Messi, but like uh, Suarez. Yeah, maybe? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see if Mister Chacon gets the nod. Um, at this point, we don't even know if the game's gonna be closed doors what so far when we're as we're recording minnesota united have said they plan to have the game continue 
with uh, some additional sanitary situation at Allianz Field. However, we also heard just half hour ago that NBA suspended their season. So things have been changing by the minute on this podcast. Yeah, right. it's been a long week. I've been, this past I've been hour. drinking hand sanitizer. <laughs> and I'm about to switch to vodka. That's <laughs> <laughs> your Russian jeans kicking in, Sasha. Um, straight ethyl alcohol. Any other uh, loons stuff you guys want to discuss? Um, I think we'll cover the next bit of news in a different segment. So I think we move on to the next game. Yeah, let's uh, let's go back into bad guys and talk about those boring draws that I was talking about. New England won, Chicago won. Um, of course, because of the coronavirus, it meant that this game was being played behind. No, that oh. was that was right before this whole thing. Oh, right, yeah, right. They just didn't have anybody in the stadium. Okay, all right, no. yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, and that- Tom Brady leaves, they lose all their fans. I, I bet as soon as uh, Buxa scored that goal, Calvert turned around and was like. Whew. Glad there's no one in the stadium to see what I just did. Oh, there's cameras. <laughs> yeah, he just looks a dead down a camera. Like, oh no. I think he straight up forgot that the other team has players on the pitch because there was this long cross that he was trying to intercept. Except Buxa finds a way between Calvo and the cross and just takes the ball and scores. Because Calvo saw the cross. Oh, it's coming right towards me. Better not move at all. And Buxa just moved right in between him and the ball and took right. it stored. And that's. Really bad defending. Speaking of defending, uh, defender Jonathan Bornstein managed to score a header for the equalizer here. So, mm. yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't name more than two, three players on Chicago Fire's roster. You're forgetting West Ham United great Jonathan Bornstein. Was he blowing bubbles after his goal? <laughs> I, I feel like there was like a, a, a two month period, sometime in like 2010. When people were like, oh, Jonathan Bornstein, this guy's like going places. And then we were like talking about him in like the USMNT picture. And then uh, not so much no mole. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm saying. No, I'm saying. Okay. No, I don't know. Okay. All right. Uh, let's talk about RSL versus New York Red Bulls. New York Red Bulls coming to Minnesota probably this weekend. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. RSL said playing them to a 1-1 draw. Uh, and this really, I mean... New York did not look good. Like, they scored their goal, no. but n- this was RSL's game. Some last-ditch defending and last-ditch goalkeeping kept RSL from scoring three or four this game. And a uh, weird handball call that I don't think should have stood. Yeah, it yeah. was a little awkward. It was a little awkward. So. But uh, it ended up being okay to Demir Trilak scored in the 91st minute. But this is two points lost for Salt Lake. Guess their fans were in a salt lake after they I mean, saw that. And I feel sorry for them because they have to drink like double the beer to forget the game happened. It's true. It's crazy. Yeah, but Corona's at like 50% off right now, so. <laughs> <laughs> FC Dallas played Impact Montreal to a 2-2 draw. And shock of shock, Maxi Rudy scored two. I mean, we all predicted this, right? Right? Exactly. <laughs> There's like one guy who had like Urudi. In the like lead for top goal scorer in the league after two games, and everyone's like, down. "What? No, come on! I, really? I don't even know what those odds are. They've got to be higher than whatever like Minnesota's odds were to like win their first two games." It was, no, I think they're like. Remember when Leicester won the lead? It's like that. Yeah, a player exactly. who has like six or seven goals the past two years. It's like, oh, I had three in two games. Yeah, uh, this game was the caster curse of games because. Uh, FC Dallas was like down two at one point and everyone just kept on talking about how Montreal had never gotten a result like not even a point uh, in Toyota Stadium and of course they come back on uh, Drasic the Cobra scores one in the 83rd and then their 17 year old DP 
uh, Ricardo Pepe gets a beautiful cross in and like just gets it into the corner. Kind of flipped on by the Cobra as well. I don't know if he was trying to shoot it, but it looked like it, it looked more like uh, he was trying to just move it on to the next player. If that was his intention, well done by him. He's he's a very underrated striker in this league. I think I think he'll store double digit goals for sure. Let us discuss DC United getting a visit from the Flamingos of uh, Inter Miami. It's a heron, guys. Uh, I'm never going to get sick of pointing that out in a really annoying voice because I'm pretty sure that's all the intro Miami PR person does every day. It's a heron! <laughs> we told you! <laughs> no, no, no. Like, that, that's a club motto, intro Miami. It's a heron! <laughs> <laughs> now, they're the Flamingos. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Th- they started the first goal ever. Oh, they started the first uh, MLS goal in Miami since, or for my, a Miami team since 2001. Hey, that's great. Maybe Fusion, remember them? No one does. It's fine. Yeah. Ricardo Silva being like, that could have been us. <laughs> no. no. Um, He's out to the stadium just yelling. Right, exactly. Uh, Pizarro, hey, uh, you know. Getting on the board, does his job. Yeah, yeah, but like what well, we pointed out before when we made predictions, maybe you shouldn't have your midfielder be your top goal scorer? Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. I don't think we'll see that very often from him. I think there's a good position by him on the far post, unmarked. Um, they, I mean, they still need a striker. They still need a, a, a Robbie Robinson's not doing it. I right think now. there there are probably people out there who read MLS team sheets, uh, see DP next to a guy's name, and say that person should be scoring. Like, there's probably some guy on a podcast somewhere, you know, maybe an Indian dude saying like William Yarbrough, he should score and be the like top scorer for Colorado Rapids this year. That's what people said about Jan Dragic last year, and people said, oh, he's he's trash. He hasn't scored any goals yet. It's like he's a, he's an eight. He spends most of his time. By midfield. You guys are missing No one can score up in there, except for one person to score from there. We learned in the last game of the week. But whatever. It's fine. Confession. I did. I did. I was like kind of high on Pizarro scoring a bunch of goals just because he's a designated. Did you edit that, that out? I did. Oh, man. Yeah, he, he chose him for Golden Boot. And we're like, not snow. Not snow. <laughs> I think... The, thing, the, the integrity of our podcast counts on this. I was tired. <laughs> what, what we're overlooking right now is that, like, at this point, Arudi is going to get the golden boot, and Pizarro scored the first and oh, probably the last goal for Inter Miami. <laughs> Inter Miami, because <laughs> things are getting pretty dark. Uh, <laughs> we should give some credit to DC. They fought back, uh, helped by a Roman Torres uh, red card. For, for like patting the ball down, you know, like sometimes you see a handball, and it's like, oh, I don't know if that's deliberate. Like this dude, like saw the ball, and like nicely, was like, oh yeah, I can just like use my hand to like put it in front of me. Yeah, and, and it was, I think they said it was Dodge Soto, so it was in between Julian Dressel and the goal, and he just took the ball. Uh, uh, yeah, well, and it was part of a play that where Luis Morgan scored uh, the goal, and it was called back. Uh, could have been into Miami two 0 So. Uh, that ended very badly after after the review. Yamil Asad did score off a PK. Uloa was uh, whistled for a foul on Edinson Flores. Uh, that led to that penalty. And then, brilliant. Brilliant! Score. Yeah. <laughs> you remember those Dennis commercials? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, brilliant scores a brilliant goal. I think he's probably brilliant or something like that. No, he's not. Not here. Not here. Okay, yeah, exactly. He's, we've renamed him. Put it on Wikipedia. Uh, Toronto FC. Sorry, but by the way, that ended two one to DC because of that goal. Brilliant. Yeah, and DC again did not look great until no. the right card. Toronto played New York City FC to a one nil win. Um, Achara making his debut. That's not like a Chara, like a brother or cousin of Diego and Yimmy. <laughs> it's that's his last name is Achara. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's a rookie from Georgetown, uh, drafted with a twenty fifth pick. Um, by Toronto in the first round. You think that'd be like they're like who's on first? Like who's gonna score? Achara, Diego, Yimmy? No, Achara. No, that's why I say Diego, Yimmy. <laughs> no, oh, Achara. Achara. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's there's the stats, guys. Come God, on, damn. <laughs> it's right there. Yeah. Also, <laughs> this is a rematch of the conference final uh, from last year, and I expected to be a, like a lot higher, like higher scoring. And I was kind of disappointed. I was also kind of disappointed in New York City. Like they didn't really seem no, to show up. I think they they're. Little have too much on their mind with uh, CCL, which I'm pretty right. sure they lost tonight to oh, Tigress. It was, it was zero. Draw. Yeah, nope, zero. Nope. Zero. nope. One nil. Oh, it was Tigress. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my bad. I didn't see that from Andrew Weeby. Um, but Big Atara lo- stored in the tenth minute. Um, was called back for offsides. Were good finish by him. He had a couple of nice shots off from outside the box. So he looked very dangerous. Um, also bitching red headband. Love it. Um, yeah. thick, thick headband. I'd love to Whoa. see it. Whoa. Um. He ended up throwing the winner in the 81st minute, kind of. Like, it was going in, but he just like did like the final touch on it. It was a, like a cross from a Toronto player deflected off a New York City defender. It was probably going in the back of the net, and he just put the um, bow on this win yeah. on the goal. So City now on a run of two league losses. Um, no goal scored. No goal scored. And they're going up against Dallas. So are they home or away? Do we know? Um, they are. I was just looking at this. I forget. Um, they're home. So I give them more of a chance at home. But Dallas has looked pretty good this year. Yeah, so and far. their young players are only doing better. Are doing better with every single game. Reggie Tannen was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Past two weeks. Let's talk about Atlanta playing Cincinnati. Atlanta getting the really undeserved two-one <laughs> win. Um, against Cincy, who had the better goal in this game anyway. So, so really, we should talk about them. No, I actually took these notes, right? I'm going to read them verbatim. <sighs> Bartow stars in 21. Hinman stars in 55. Kubo in 64. Fuck me, what a strike cannonball. Yeah. And that's it for the notes for this game. I mean, you know, what can I say? I'm really invested when Atlanta plays. There was a moment. <laughs> I, I'm going to shut my mouth before I say something that I regret. Uh, can I say something about Kubo for Cincinnati? What a strike by him, first of all. Also, on the store, like a brace in one game, so no tubo and two dolls. Because, like, come on. No, no tubo and two strings fans here. No claymation no, fans. Here. It's no, it's a great movie. Unfortunately. If, I mean, I have it on Blu ray, but. I don't, well, where will we find the time to watch Yeah, definitely. Movies? I don't think oh. you can come over during a quarantine. That's weird. <laughs> um, questions being currently asked about after this game about Atlanta United and. Um, what they're gonna do without Joseph Martinez? Whether Adam Yan can actually like take that role? Uh, and zero run shots it. in the stream by Adam Yan. Right. So it's. I mean, for what it's worth, uh, Barco and Pedi seem to be kind of doing a little bit of stuff out there. But I, anyway, Atlanta could be bad, and I'm here for it. Okay, please, please let it happen. Thanks. Um, um, they are playing in Concacaf Champions League tonight against Club America. Club America's manager came out and made a bold statement. And perhaps not that bold, considering how they, they've been doing. Uh, saying that Atlanta's going up against the best team in the continent. Oh, yeah. I love it. Miguel <laughs> Herrera. Um, if it was any team other than Atlanta, I would like be stepping up to Herrera here and all of his big talk. But, no, like, I love it. Uh, yeah, I'm happy happy to, 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 to have him put down Atlanta. <laughs> so, Herrera, you got it, man. But also, Tidris? Oh, Tidris is pretty good. Like, <laughs> like, LSU's also like, not off the first... Like, Leon was number one in the league, don't they? <laughs> no, 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 you got it, you got it. Yeah, no, you're right, we got you. Find you 100%. Sporting Kansas City got a visit from Houston that I'm sure the Dynamo regret because they left 4-0 losers. Oof. 
Sporting Kansas City showing up second game in a row. Hey, uh, Sasha, who did you choose to be your? Uh, was it the Sporter Shield winners? Yeah, I mean, I picked I picked SKC as my dark horse, and I also I said it would be on the back of them knowing how to use Polito properly. And who scores the opening goal for them other than their DP Polito in the 16th but, minute? But then you choose Houston Dynamo as like your sports oh, yeah. winners. Yeah, well, yeah. Not, let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> let's go with the hang. I, <laughs> I mean, one year prediction is coming true. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he hedged his bets well. Polito also got two assists in this game. Yeah. Uh, the man pointing to his badge after scoring that goal. I was pretty touched. I'm not a sporting fan, of course, but like I, I thought that was pretty cool. It's nice to see there's We've seen an influx of Liga match stars coming into MLS. It's nice to see them really coming to love their club, or at least showing that hey, we're here. But like, this isn't just like a stat padding lead. We're here to play, and like Sporting Kansas City, like, that was nice to see. Yeah, I agree with you. But if you're an international player, this is a two sides of the story because Marco Maric, who's in goal for Houston. Had a horrible game. I maybe he's more accustomed to real defense over in Germany, <laughs> <laughs> but like he did not have one in in Houston. That you night. mean Zarek Valentin and three other people wasn't good enough. <laughs> I saw Houston be like, "All right, um, Zarek, you're, you're playing the back line. Can you play? Like, I'm just here to like make sure the balls are in the are in the badge. We walked in. No, you're you're center back now, and you." Can you run at all? And like, I'm the, I'm just here to, to drive the bus to your game. I don't even live in Houston. No, you're a right back now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, this will work. This will work. But not well, you did bring up like that. This SKC was a team that could have a quick turnaround. And look, they have game two. Their DP is scoring, and they got a shutout. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that they will, they will maintain their form because I, they low key like them. Uh, Colorado played Orlando to a two-one win. The Rapids, new signing, Eunice Namley, scoring a goal. And a fantastic goal. Made the Orlando defense look silly. Um, it comes in pretty highly rated by the Colorado um, front office, but also like kind of under the radar from all the big signings that happened this summer. Or some summer. This winter. What year is it? I don't remember. This like, past hour has been like, I don't <laughs> a know. A week? It's 27 weeks. What I don't even know anymore. But yeah, great goal by him. I just want to mention he's from uh, Krasnodar, FC Krasnodar in Russia. That was his former team. Yes. Uh, Chris Mueller leveled things up for Orlando in the 82nd minute. Drew Moore scored the game winner in the 90th. Another late goal. Another set-piece goal for Colorado. Colorado scored the most set-piece goals last year with 17. They have 2-2 two and two this year. So, they're as dangerous as ever. Jack Price's deliveries are lethal. Yeah. Um, Colorado have signed former U.S. men's national team keeper William Yarbrough, who I mentioned before, uh, to on a loan from Club León. Uh, Yarbrough, if you haven't read, is the son of uh, missionaries in Mexico, so he's Mexico born and raised, um, and has played uh, for Liga MX teams for quite a while. Um, he was called into the U.S. camp for a little bit, um, but uh, he's recently seen his career dry up just a little bit in, in Mexico, so he's come on down to MLS. Come are on you up, I should say. Are you saying that this is a keeper who has the hand of God? Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> with missionary parents, perhaps. Um, I don't know. <laughs> what Pastor son, what say you? I don't know. Please don't say missionary and parents in the same sentence. I can't even know. Oh, <laughs> Caleb. 
God. <laughs> These are my confessions. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Let's move on. Let's move on to LA Galaxy playing the Vancouver Whitecaps, who were surprise 1-0 winners in this game. Uh, Tucson Rockets getting the goal off an Ali Adnan cross. Yeah, Joe Corona was vac- uh, sent off in this game Vaccinated. for sending a yellow card. Um <laughs> Well, this is awkward. The he's, ref was just he like, was you make me uncomfortable being on the pitch. I don't want to see your name on the back of a jersey running around. Get the hell out of here. You're scaring everyone, Joe. He was eradicated from the match. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Decisive action from the person in charge of this match. Yeah, uh, Corona brave. did. Really brave. Did, yeah, he did get two yellows in rapid succession uh, for LA. The Rapids were the last game. Sorry. Right. Oh, you're just on a roll there, Caleb. Uh, Maxime Kripo early in this game got caught out way outside of his box. And the Galaxy miffed the shot. And Vancouver got very lucky uh, by that. Uh, and, and Dave Bingham actually saved a penalty. Who could have predicted that? Certainly no not one, you. No one, he sucks. <laughs> um, okay. Let's talk about LA and crisis because uh, Chikorito after this game um, did not talk to the press, had two shots, no goals or assists in two games. It's over, right? I think people are looking at him saying that he's the problem. And I'm definitely stealing this from Matt Doyle on Extra Time Radio, but we should look at the coach, uh, GBS, who really relied on talent at his Boto Juniors clubs and didn't really have much of a system. And since he's doing it at the same time, same thing here. And they sent in the most crosses last year, more than any other team, to Zlatan, who has uh, while Chicharito for crosses. While Chicharito's is like is okay in the air, he's no Zlatan. Right. And they're still doing the same exact thing, expecting the same results. We have a six five striker as compared to like a, what you see like five ten, maybe. You're gonna not score as many goals. And you need to change things up, maybe more work through the middle, maybe send some lower crosses, get more people in the bot, and he's just like, now we should do the same thing. That's what he said. To your point, Sasha, about Polito and SKC using their DP effectively. Yeah, and uh, this is weird that I'm, I'm, I'm arguing in favor of Chicharito this time. But like when Clint came to the Sounders, it took him a while to start scoring goals. But once he did, once he meshed with the team, he was on fire. So, I mean, I'm going to go with Kale on this. Like, the... It's partly on the coach to know how to use his players properly and incorporate them into his system or make a new system where the player feels comfortable at all times. Yeah, and he's going he's to score, score goals. He's yeah. very talented. Let's yeah. yeah so, Seattle playing Columbus. This was another 1-1 one, one draw. And it could have gone either way. I was, I was uh, disappointed in Seattle. They seemed like they were asleep for a while. Zardes uh, scored their goal because he always does on the 33rd minute. Uh, Ibarra started this game out on the right in his natural position and he got a goal but it was called back because he was slightly offsides despite that it was beautiful to see gave me but what did you think about his performance like his overall performance uh, improved from last week and last week he had what three chances to score so this is like if he's playing even better than that that's good mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just wanted to score a goal that counts so badly I feel weird cheering for the Sounders but I'm cheering for Miguel Ibarra with all my heart some penalty drama because um, there was there was a there was a penalty taken uh, and had to be called back because Eloy Room was off his line and Ruidia scored on the second penalty. Yeah, he missed the he missed the first one, but you know VAR reviews it and yeah, Room's clearly off. Ruidia takes it again, almost the exact same spot, 
converts it, and it's 1-1. Yeah. Uh, Portland played uh, Nashville to a 1-0 win, Diego Valeri getting the goal. Uh, but the <clears throat> Timbers in this game not getting a single shot on goal in the second half. It's only the second time they have ever done that in MLS. Nashville, Nashville really controlled this game after the Portland goal. Like Portland's more uh, said just just comfortable sitting back and letting Nashville attack them, which ended up being the correct decision because Nashville couldn't finish any of their chances. They really don't have a threat up top. Um, Baji is not it for Nashville. They need some other option at center forward. And unfortunately, Abdul Ladi came in as a sub in this game and then was subbed off because of injury. 19 minutes later. Was it a contact injury? I, I'm pretty sure it was non-contact. I was working out at the same time. so. I mean... <sighs> You, you feel tough. bad, right? You yeah. feel bad because you don't want to <clears throat> bag on the guy. But at this point, you got to ask some really serious questions about sustainability of yeah. having Abu Ladi on your team. We saw this here. And I mean, I was there when he when he had a non-contact injury in the forward Madison game. And he just slumped up against the ad boards after being taken out. And I, I like feel really bad for the guy. But, and, and again, I... I, I I don't know. I feel like I can't let go of that draft pick we made, you know? Because well, we it, knew that this was a problem, and we didn't pick Ibabasi. Well, also, when you look at the talent that was drafted behind them, we got Ibabasi, Dressel, Robinson, Abubakar, Yule. You have all these players that are starting for their club teams and also getting looks in at the national team level. It It just goes down as one of the worst Hits, especially now that he's not our, our team anymore. We gave him away for fifty k. Yeah, we had fifty k in return. And you look at San Jose and Portland and Atlanta with those. Uh, Atlanta sold Gressel to DC for a million dollars. Miles Robinson's gonna play in Europe one day. Jeff Neal's gonna play in re- Europe one day. Like it's it's a financial bust and a performance bust. Even after that, really, really promising first season. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I hope we win the MLS Cup this year, and then I'll stop talking about this stuff. Uh, LAFC, in the most exciting game of this week, and played, the, uh, go ahead, sorry. Played, played the Philadelphia Union to a 3-3 draw. This game was supposed to kick off at 9.30 Central Standard Time, was delayed until 9.55. So the Philadelphia fans had to wait until 11 o'clock their time to watch this game. And I've said this multiple times last year. MLS, stop having your West Coast games be so late for and have East Coast teams playing that. Like have Colorado play uh LAFC at nine o'clock Central Standard Time. That's a one hour difference. Philadelphia fans should have to wait up on a Sunday night into Monday morning to watch their team play. No, it's, it's not fair to them. Well, that's how you screw TV viewership figures. It just ends up hurting you yeah. uh, in, yeah, in the end. Is. But this game was amazing. I went to bed at halftime and regretted it, it, it immensely. The the Philadelphia always getting a go-ahead goal <clears throat> and LAFC coming back to equalize every single time. And, I mean, when you watch Santos and Vela score their goals, you were like, yeah, there's no way that we're going to see two better goals in this match week let alone this game <laughs> and then you had a Norwegian center back scoring probably the best goal in MLS where to date where would you say that was from this like year 40 this yards year. 35 yards 35-40 yards yeah. yeah sure Jacob Glasness 
best goal of the decade for sure, right? For sure. I yeah. Mean, I, goal- I don't remember enough to like confirm <laughs> that, but uh, I loved it. That I mean, this goal was so good that like Michael Parker tweeted at like Chad Marshall and other CBs being like, "We never learned how to do this." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> also. If we were to have Vadim Demidov, would he be able to do this? He was a center back from Norway. If he had just played like one game against like fucking, I don't know, uh, Col- Columbus at home. He's just like, yeah, I'll line this one up. He scores. Oh, yeah, yeah, we scored. It's like 5-1. Oh, yeah, one. It's oh, good. Well, we got it. I don't know if this is true. Uh, I can't confirm this, but I believe he played in the Belgium League. So maybe that's the key. It wasn't, yeah, it was like Luthor Gym or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're going to go back and watch a replay of a game or highlights or what, make it this one. It's amazing. I mean, yeah, like, and, like, that's such a, defl- like, I can imagine being his, like, the announcers went crazy. I imagine being his, his uh, teammates at the, like, there's the boss going, what the fuck does he do? Oh, my God, he scored! And just yeah. yelling. But, like, this game had everything in the second half. Just a counter punch and counter punch constantly. And it was yeah. fantastic. It really was. Hey, uh, one last bit of news before we move on to other things in the second half of our show. The NWSL has announced that they have a landmark, quote, landmark multi-year media rights agreement in which CBS Sports and Twitch have agreed to present all NWSL matches. 87 of the NWSL matches are going to be across CBS, CBS Sports, and CBS All Access. And then Twitch is going to have 24 games uh, presented free. Uh, So every single NWSL game... That is playoffs, championship, regular season. It's all gonna be broadcast in some way. So this is this is fantastic news for the NWS. Yeah, absolutely. So let's take a break. We shall return with uh, everything else from Europe. Welcome back to We Call It Soccer, where we have just seen a tweet. Regarding one of Dan Savage's columns that said, I accidentally pooped during orgasms. Help. Um, hopefully, our second half of our podcast is more exciting than that. Uh, I, I, I really hope so. So, Because that was a very like interesting thing to see pop up on your Twitter feed. Like, whoa. Um, Didn't the answer be toilet paper, right? Probably. But yeah. that's all gone now. <laughs> that's the no. problem. Okay. Hey, let's go to a segment that we call The American Way. Because we'll put a boot in your ass. It's in. Let's hope there's a boot in the ass of the United States Soccer Federation in particular this week as the American teams plow through the qualifications for the World Cup and the Olympics, which I think are both going to be kind of called off at this point. So, yeah, well, not the World Cup, but the Olympics. Uh, The World Cup's got a little while to go before we get there. Hopefully coronavirus isn't a problem (laughs) at that point. Um, But anyway, hey, let's talk about... um, Well, actually, let's not talk about it because... You may have heard that the United States Soccer Federation made an absolutely, amazingly tone-deaf filing in U.S. federal court where they... I'm not paraphrasing very much when they said that women are lesser than men. Uh, And so, hey, let us continue our pay scale. Uh, But as we were ready to come on here and completely pillory them for that filing alone, uh, Carlos Cardiero has come and apologized for that filing... Uh, and has also proposed some sort of equal pay agreement. We haven't had the time to review it. We haven't had the time to kind of 
make up our minds basically and say something intelligent on it. So we're going to punt this discussion to next week. But there's a great graphic going around that shows four stars on top of an empty crest. And that's kind of how I felt after reading the United States Soccer Federation's filings at least. Um, I am not sure that I will be supporting any uh, U.S. games. I feel like I shouldn't not support the women's games, but I feel like anything I do to support the U.S. right now is helping the United States Soccer Federation. I felt really gross doing that after reading what I did in their legal filings. There were some big minds from Reddit being like, oh, their legal filings. Of course, they're going to try to win the lawsuit. What do you expect from them? I expect better. Yeah, I expect better. So, uh, but again, we'll, we'll have more more on this discussion next week when we've had a chance to see the ramifications of today's uh, stuff that the Federation has put out. Let's talk about the She Believes Cup. Yes. Uh, well, as of a few minutes ago, the USA won the She Believes Cup um, with wins last week over England and Spain by scores of 2-0 and 1-0 respectively and winning tonight against uh, Japan 3-1 to with an absolute banger from Megan Rapino and the goals from Christian Press and Lindsay Horan to seal the deal. Um Go look up that goal from uh, from Rapino because Caleb showed it to me. And I was like, "Holy God!" And then I'm like, <laughs> "Yes, that's right. She does that." Yeah, I was like, "Put your <laughs> get off the couch, put your shirt back on, knows to do." And he's like, "All right, fine, fine, fine." Um, maybe I'm been become expecting too much of them, but I'm kind of surprised that we didn't have a higher score on Spain. Two on England seems good. I, I, I like, think uh, like what we saw in the World Cup of Spain is a tough team to break down. So I think that might be part of it really i i just want to know like what their celebrations up to the standards that they had at the world cup because that's that's really what we yeah just celebrate any of these goals yeah so dumb oh <laughs> that was last year good god yeah the it's la- been like seven years <laughs> since last year yeah the last year has been a long decade right? this really uh, is like the, the hyperbolic time chamber yeah. podcasts yeah i don't know if it's the darkest timeline but it's definitely the longest timeline true enough true enough <laughs> So, um, should we should we talk about anything else from She Believes Cup, real quick here, or uh, any any reflections? No, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say like Japan getting goal on us. We we've been having a lot of clean sheets, so it is a testament <clears throat> to Japan's team that they scored on us. I um, should also also mention that England broke a losing streak by beating Japan. Um, Ellen White coming off the bench to do that. So. Um, Phil Neville getting just a little bit of stress off his back in the yeah, He's still under the gun, I think. True, true. Yeah. Very true. Um, Aren't let's we talk- all, though? At the moment, yes. Given all this <laughs> shit that I'm seeing popping up on Twitter, Hello, it wasn't bad enough that coronavirus will run. I, I mean, I was It's early darkness. I, I didn't know I had to be afraid of pooping during orgasming, but now that's the thing I'm going to be afraid of, too. So yeah, uh, That's a symptom that. of coronavirus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was, though? Oh, what a world. Anyway. (laughs) To the U.S. men's Olympic qualifying squad, who hopefully may or may not get to play now. Um, Yeah. I mean, at at this point with the NBA going, uh, suspending their season, like, I would expect other leagues and other tournaments to follow suit. Well, I mean, the Champions League is playing closed doors, too, in in Europe. Yeah. And Serie A is completely suspended. So, I mean. Well, I mean, can you have Serie A if all of Juventus is dead? (laughs) Yeah, they they had a player that has positive today. And, yeah. the co- and the coach as well? I have no idea about the coach. <laughs> I mean, you know how those locker rooms get, so, you know, probably everyone's got it. And uh, What do you think goes on in the locker rooms? It's all like, all right, guys, line up for our coffee into, into mouths team-building activity. That would be very ineffective. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it would be effective. I don't know. <laughs> Trust your teammate. He's not sick. And let him cough into your mouth. 
I've just seen locker rooms being places that like aren't exactly like fluid averse, like whether it comes to like spitting out things you're drinking, like splashing stuff, like throwing towels around, like showering. It's just a place that there's a lot of like aerosol, a lot of bodily fluids. What you're saying? Yeah. So you know, yeah. Okay. I feel like every time I go into the even even like a public gym locker room, I walk in, I feel like you can like cut the atmosphere with a knife. Don't go there. Yeah. Someone who worked at a gym and who's in college, do not go in the gym locker room. Yeah, I try ever. not to. Yeah. Hey, um, we should mention that in this Olympic qualifying squad, relevant to Minnesota fans, uh, there there is a player that we should talk about, Hassani Dotson, getting into the midfield. So that that's yeah, good. Yeah, and good for him. Uh, Mason Toy on the short list, but not in the final roster. Yeah. If one of the strikers gets injured, he's probably one of the first calls that Jason Christ makes. Also, Bloomington native. Uh, Jackson Yule, who plays at San Jose, also called up for the qualifiers. Let's move into a segment that we call the ludicrous display. Ray, he's kicked the ball. <laughs> now the ball's over there. The thing about the Premier League is that they always try to walk it in, and in this segment we talk about the latest from the United Kingdom. Hey, Liverpool managed to get one back at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. Holy shit, I was nervous. Um, um, Bournemouth scored the first goal, um, even though that town wasn't fouled. Uh, I think it was Joe Gomez. It was a foul, but whatever. VAR is useless, apparently, in England. Um, <laughs> it's really hilarious how badly they've screwed it up, whereas in MLS, it's like, you know, several VAR checks every week, and we're all cool. Yeah. Uh, USA and Germany have been, like, fine with it, but England's like, no. We need more drama in our podcast. Yeah. It's going to be messed up completely. Things wrong, right, and things right, wrong. Anyway, uh, Salah and Mane with the goals for Liverpool. But James Milner started left back in this game for uh, not uh, Andrew Robertson who had a knock. Um, cleared a, a shot from Ryan Fraser off the line. Chipped Adrian, our goalkeeper, who, which hurts to say. And uh, Milner was tracking back. Clear of off the line. Beautiful. Save the game. Save three points for Liverpool. We're, because of the result in the Manchester Derby, I think two wins away now from winning the league if it continues. I hope it does. Jesus Christ, I hope it does. And, and you were just talking about, of course, in the Manchester Derby, where United beat Manchester City 2 0. Yeah, goals Who saw for. That coming? Pep, total fraud. Ollie uh, <laughs> Oli started, saw it coming. He's like, my precious. <laughs> Precious Derby win. He looks like Gollum, guys. He looks yeah. like Gollum, and I can't unsee it now. I did not expect Manchester United to take six points on City ever, uh, given the last few seasons. Yeah. Ever again, I should say. But right. especially not this season. Yeah, and really some, uh, not fortuitous duel, but just some good free kick drawn up to Anthony Martial, who was marked by, uh, I think, Sergio Aguero, which is don't have your striker marked another striker. Just depending... Set pieces one on one, and then uh, in uh, Ederson threw the ball straight to Scott McTominay back in the ninety first minute or so, and he just shot the ball into the open net from thirty yards out, and that was it. That was all she wrote at Old Trafford, and it's a tough place to play. I did it, but again, taking six points from Manchester City after the decade or the past few years they've had, it's very impressive from United. It is getting close to a decade that they've had this I, shit I suppose, show. <laughs> it's yeah. amazing. This team of boys once hired by back in like 11. Yeah, it was. Right, it's some shit like that. Yeah. 
And uh, we should mention Arsenal got a 1-0 win against West Ham. Yeah, so it's the lesser-known London Derby. Not really. But Lacazette still on form. He's been scoring lately, and he gets one in the 78th. And yeah, Arteta having a little bit of a reason to smile. Chelsea played Everton and got a 4-0 win. The um, standout player, mm. Billy Gilmore, sounds like an Adam Sandler character. He sounds um, like an Irish lounge singer. Right, right. But uh, ever jump out character like dude is like uh, uh, a Scott who's who's just eighteen. He's just jumped in and he's played mm-hmm. two great games now. Like everyone's like all about Billy Gilmore. So um, we'll uh, we'll bring you more from Billy Gilmore. How'd you like that? I thought that was yeah, pretty that was very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. We'll um, bring you more from Billy Gilmore as, as the Chelsea doesn't do. So. Uh, today, Messi was supposed to play Arsenal, but that game was postponed because. Olympiacos owner was diagnosed with coronavirus and met with some Arsenal players after Uh-oh. their tie in the Europa League. Uh oh, this is getting like weird, like Kevin Bacon kind of stuff. You yeah, know, like. six degrees of, and then apparently Olympiacos is Tom Hanks' favorite club. No, it's not. But <laughs> oh god, I feel so bad for them. I do. I will uh, say- speaking of <clears throat> feeling bad for people, Tottenham tied Burnley one one. Uh, let's Who do you feel bad for? Burnley? Yes. I mean, Jose, you know, he's no, like, yeah, I got it. Really. <laughs> Leicester beat Aston Villa 4-0 as well this past weekend. Anything else you want to talk about from the Premier League before we move on? Do we cover the Wolves? I think they got a 1-1 draw. Uh, yes, we should talk about Wolves very briefly, who got a 0-0 nil, nil draw oh, against nil, nil. Brighton. Yes, oh. yes, yes. Uh, okay, let's move on to talk about, about the rest of the world in a segment that we call the Don't Call It Soccer in brackets, Some Do Though, where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about already. Uh, Champions League stuff. Um, so Atlanta, sorry, Atlanta. Sorry, Notch, I didn't mean to trigger you. I was going to uh-huh. say, like, what the fuck? Why are we doing this again? <laughs> Brad, <laughs> who's on? No. Uh, beat Valencia 4-3. On aggregate, they beat them... Eight to four, which is very impressive. Um, Two of those goals were penalties, <coughs> but they still got through. Still, um, I think the I think one player for Atlanta had four goals, so good for him because that doesn't happen very often. Uh, Rosenball Sports Leipzig beats Tottenham three to nothing at in Leipzig, um, one four nothing after it, and there were no other games this week. Champions League. Yeah, um, a lot of these games going behind closed doors. PSG's players uh, celebrating <clears throat> with their fans outside the stadium after beating Dortmund. They which shouldn't is do that. Very stupid. Of, yeah, and everyone's like, "Look at how cool this is!" No, this means more <laughs> fans are going to show up outside the stadium, which is exactly <clears throat> what they're trying to avoid. So yeah, um, um, yeah. PSG beat Dortmund two nothing in Paris, and then no other games happened today. Yeah. Bundesliga, uh, let's talk about that very briefly. Where Dortmund hold up, got a, hold up, hold what? up. There was one more game this week. <laughs> what? I'm sad. Well, I'm probably not as sad as you, but I, I share your pain. There was a game in Anfield today. Don't make, don't, don't make me say it. Where Jurgen Klopp angrily told fans not to try to high-five their players. <laughs> and that's it. End of story. And let's move on to our... <laughs> I'm at Tails in 7 Athletic, hey. Atletico Madrid beat Liverpool 3-2. But this was a great game to watch because unlike the PSG Borussia Dortmund oh, game, like, Liverpool showed up. They played their hearts out. They had to play 120 minutes. And even though an extra time that... 2-2 aggregate at the end of 90 minutes exactly. of this game. Yeah. Um, 
Liverpool getting two goals from Vinaldem and Firmino, but uh, Atletico Madrid getting uh, Marcus Llorente scoring in the 97th minute and the 106th minute, and Alvaro Morata putting it beyond all doubt in the I'm, 121st. I mean, this is all just not finding a second goalkeeper that's up to the level. Um, after Manila left um, during the offseason, we brought in Adrian, who was a free agent. Um, he's he's not a Champions League level goalkeeper. And yeah, missing Allison really hurt us. You saw attacked, attacked by Liverpool, snuffed out by Jan Oblak in goal for Atletico Madrid. And he's, he's at the level that Allison's at. And we just didn't match that. And Lorente scored his first goal off of a horrible uh, Adrian clearance that was straight to uh, Atletico player. So after that goal, we have to push and find a goal and just open our body, our defense. And I don't know if you they, guys won it last year, man. Like, it's, yeah, it's and okay. If they, and if they, they should just, you know, cancel the champions lead and we'll be the winners forever. Let's, uh, let's right. move on. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, let's move on and talk about Bundesliga. Cause we're running out of time here. Uh, Dortmund got a 2-1 win against Mgladbach. Torgen Hazard breaking a streak of not scoring. Uh, nine games without a goal for him, and he managed to get one in this game. Uh, should mention that Leipzig had a poor match week because they only managed to tie Wolfsburg 0-0. Um, Bayern getting the 2-0 win against Augsburg. Uh, just looking at the standings at the moment, you will see that um, Werder and Paderborn are in the two... Relegation spots, um, Fortuna Dusseldorf currently in the relegation playoff spot. And Mainz, four points clear in 15th place up there. Uh, at the top of the table, you've got Bayern, Dortmund, Leipzig, and Magladbach in the four Champions League spots. Uh, two points below Magladbach is Bayer Leverkusen and Schalke in sixth place in uh, with 37 points, 10 points clear of Bayern. Hey, let's tell the good people where they can find us on Twitter. I'm at kolson716 on Twitter. Also, um, thanks to the band Tectonics for the use of their song Lustless as our theme music. You can find them on Twitter, Facebook, Bandcamp, all the good stuff. Uh, you can find me in quarantine drinking hand sanitizer. But if you're looking for me on Twitter, I'm at PickupLion. You should you find... just drink the vodka instead. <laughs> That's much safer. Use vodka to clean your hands, too. You can find me at... I don't do that. I'm not a doctor. That's not medical advice. That's <laughs> a really long handle. Did you change it? <laughs> I, I was going to say, you just qualified as a Russian doctor with that advice. <laughs> you can find me at Lockstock Spock. You can find this podcast at United Fans and on fine podcast providers everywhere where you can refer your friends if you enjoy this podcast. We'd love to have you listeners, listeners and listeners. And uh, with that, we bid you adieu for another seven days. See you next week. Feed me with your bitter lies, masquerades, and Valentine's goodnight.